Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Truth About Wealth with John and Michael Paris of Copper Beach Financial Group. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, Wendy. We're good. How are you? Oh, things are good here. Now, what are we going to be diving into today? Well, I have uh, an, an interesting topic that in for full admission, we d- we didn't really prepare a ton for this, but I think it'll still be a good a good conversation. But we wanted to. Yeah, this is more instinctive, Michael. This conversation. Yeah, I think uh, as opposed to the ones you really we, do we normally do, which where, where we we write you know treatises on our topics for the podcast topics. Before we go. Okay. we know our material. That's that's the answer to that. There you go. <laughs> but we we wanted to talk about creating or how families create a for lack of a better term an, an entrepreneurial mindset or, or culture within their family and how that can really impact we believe the family positively uh throughout the generations so, that, so that's a, a very large topic that i hopefully we can have some meaningful dialogue here and and deliver some some value to our listeners but that's what we're going to talk about today and um i think to start off i mean as many of our listeners know, we work primarily with small business owners, privately held, closely held. Many of them are uh, family businesses they, that have multiple generations that are uh, with, working within the business. And you know, we've noticed, I think, some trends over the years. And and Dad, you obviously you go back with working with business owners longer than I yeah, do. The old guy. But th- there seems to be, when you look at families, we've talked a lot about this in the past, when, when you look families generationally and some of the the, the benefits or, or some of the key things that families should be looking to create to perpetuate their family culture and to perpetuate you know, the financial capital that they might have been successful in accumulating. And we talk a lot about transferring values and we talk about transferring financial literacy a lot of times. And I think that sort of almost the third leg of that stool that we've noticed is entrepreneurialism, is either starting or working within a business and running that company. And I think that that's really from our perspective, Dad, I think something that I think really fosters the creation of values and creation of of that financial literacy. And it's interesting when, when I was thinking about this topic kind of coming into the office this morning, you know, it's really, we have, it's almost like the missing link in a lot of ways, I, agree. I feel like. I agree. So, so that's kind of what we wanted to, to talk about, maybe share some stories of some families that we work with that I think really embody that, that mindset. Yeah. I'll start with our, our endeavor, Michael and I, when I first started Copper Beach, I think if you listen to some of our previous podcasts, I, when Michael joined me, I wasn't sure a, if he was going to like the business or B, if he's like a work with his father, <laughs> which, is always, which is always a crapshoot. But basically, when I look back, I think Michael was motivated by the success I was having as a practitioner, but he came from the legal side. And and he's developed into not only the leader of the, of the firm, but he's also absorbed all the vision that I had of creating the value-driven process that we use here at Copper Beach. So, so he he is that next gen that saw something, looked at it, 
I said, you know what? This could be something that I could have success with where my dad finally passes on. We all go. And I could take this further and build it further and develop it even better than my dad did potentially with the right people and the right personnel. So, so it starts here. So we, I, I, I look at our relationship and it's been successful and he's adopted a few of my values. Is that politically? Maybe not, but that's always a funny thing for us. <laughs> but, but he, he, he's has adjusted to how, how I kind of think about the world around us and what we do as a practice. Yeah. I mean, when I look at, Again, a lot of our families that, and and one of the things that I love about working within Copper Beach and working with the business owners that we work with is they 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 really are very well rounded people from a from a knowledge standpoint, and that's that's kind of what I was getting at and sort of thinking about this topic in terms of you know when you you know, take like a, a carpenter right when you when you start a carpentry business you obviously you need to be good at being a carpenter if you want to be successful, right? If you're not not good at that, you're probably not going to get very far running your own company. But as you continue to grow your business, you have to sort of learn about all these other different topics that come into running a business. You have to learn about legal structures and forming the entity. And if you hire employees, you might have to work, you have to start worrying about payroll and employee issues and and then you worry about taxes with your advisors. You start adding all these different things up. You really end up knowing a lot about the world. And I think that, again, when we work generationally with families, I think that that has a, a lot of value long-term for a lot of families. And so, you know, again, I don't know if this is, a, this is probably a topic that's been well-studied, but it's just something that we thought about and we wanted to maybe just kind of pique our listeners' interest a little bit in terms of, you know, maybe there's a way to really instill this entrepreneurial mindset in future generations to maybe help transfer these values. And, you know, again, work ethic is always something that our families talk about. They want to make sure that as they pass this financial success and financial capital down to the next generation, that the next generation understands where it came from, maintains that same work ethic. And again, I think when you, anybody out there that has run a business or started a business, you know that there's obviously things that you have to do that uh, not to say that the average employee doesn't work hard at their job, but there's just different things that you have to learn by necessity that I think can really instill a lot of those values in that next generation. So it's maybe something that it, it, families that are really concerned about that, maybe have those conversations with your children to help foster that that mindset. Yeah, it's also it's also the balance of all this, because if you, if you think about a business owner, we're no exception. Is that we spend a lot of a, t- a lot of time in our business. So when, when Michael's growing up, I spent hours building my practice, and I sacrificed maybe not spending time with Michael and the girls uh, at every dinner, or being home at five o'clock to read them a book or help with their homework. That was my wife Debbie's kind of role, but I was the one that driving the success of the, of the practice. And today we we've enjoyed that success, but it's it sacrifice because I, I I didn't spend the time I wanted to spend with all my kids because of that commitment to build the business. But along the way, you learn to balance all that. So over time, I I started developing as I got older, balance between work and watching Michael play soccer, watching Laura play soccer, watch Alicia go to dance recitals. So I didn't miss a lot. 
after a while because I learned how to balance and manage my activities with family uh, commitments. So, so it, it, that, I think that teaches a lot to be able to deal with the world around you, to have that flexibility to be able to, to structure that and still be successful. So it's kind of interesting when I look back at my own career, that's what I did, and it was successful. So I think most business owners have that challenge. We have that conversation about businesses all the time. They say, you know, I, I spent so many, so, so much time at the, at the office or you know, running the business. I don't spend a lot of time traveling or being with my kids, but they find a way to accomplish that. So that's a, that's a communication back to the next generation, to the next generation. You could do this. You could run a business and have a family life as well. Yeah. And, and finds your own, let's say, passion about having a, a, a business. It doesn't necessarily need to be the family business like I ended up going into. And again, we work with a lot of family businesses, but there's one family that we work with. They come from probably, I would say, at least three generations of, of entrepreneurs. Uh, our, our client that we met, his father owned um, a series of, of hardware stores in California. And he instilled in in our client a entrepreneurial mindset to go out and start his own business. Our client doesn't work in those in those stores, but he ends up he developed a lot of very successful sprinkler uh, servicing and installation businesses for houses and and real estate and he's opened up multiple locations throughout the country and um, has developed his own successful business. His son is involved in his own business. And I remember being in a meeting with Jim and he was talking about you know, how excited he was and how much he was looking forward to his grandchildren. He already has grandchildren that are uh, probably, I think, in their late teens now. I think yeah. maybe they're older, the oldest one. Uh, but how excited he was to see his grandchildren grow into being becoming an adult and helping them with whatever business they wanted, business venture they wanted to get into. And I just, I, I really think that that they've really done a good job of instilling this entrepreneurial culture in the family. Now, I don't, I don't know if the grandchildren will end up wanting to start their own business, but I, I have a lot of confidence because that culture has really, I think, been firmly entrenched within, within the family. And again, if you look at all the generations there, all three generations that we've met throughout the years, they all are, you know, very knowledgeable about a lot of different topics. Uh, very confident individuals, leaders in their community. So I think it really, again, this concept of entrepreneurship, I think, is a, a really good tool for families to consider when they're looking at potentially perpetuating this, you know, their financial success and and what makes the family wealthy down the generational line. Yeah, I, I think our country needs that type of entrepreneurial spirit because if you look at what's going on around us. And we'll talk a little bit in our next podcast about what's going on around the world. When you, when you look at the opportunity that exists to build a business, it, it's harder today. Interest rates are higher. These big box store locations like Amazon's are, are putting small businesses, that, small companies out of business because because of where we are as a society. So there's more of a challenge. But that to me is, is should be motivational because. We know the small businesses run this country, not not these big big operators. We're kind of motivated to see these families step into the, into the world of I want to run my own business and develop something. And I think technology has been a, a great win for a lot of people, but it's also put stress 
on, on, on some of the advances we have with with some of the basic companies that are out there still. So it's, it's just it's a cha- it's a challenge, but I think I think it's it's got to be something that we have to kind of keep pushing. As, as to Michael's point, it's great to see families adopt that uh, and keep with it and create that leadership uh, philosophy as they run their own enterprises. Yeah, I th- I'd, I'd like to add to the the technology piece because I think you're right. I think that there are particularly today a lot of headwinds that if you wanted to start your own company that you're having to deal with like high interest rates and you know how do you find the capital to be able to start your business and you know all those things it, it may be more difficult um to to get you wrap your arms around than it has been in the past but i do think like technology has made things a lot easier for just from a knowledge base standpoint and learning how to start your company run a company i mean geez there's you know things like uh, Patreon, if you're familiar with with that platform, I mean that's allowed people to just get subscribers, you know, for a, a couple bucks a, a month. I mean, I, I do this with Liana, my daughter, that where th- there's a YouTube channel called uh, SciShow Kids. Shout out to them, but uh, she she really loves it's a science based YouTube channel for for children, and she loves watching these videos. And they have a Patreon. I pay you know maybe four or five bucks a month, and we get extra membership benefits that are a part of that but you think about you know 30 years ago that didn't exist and these just these two you know young adults were able to create this this whole business and get i don't know how many subscribers they have but i'm and maybe they don't do this full time but they're able to start this company in ways that they weren't able to do before so i think it's it it just again is a way to just help foster this culture yeah to add to that i I, I went to visit a client in the keys last year and I went out to dinner with him. He introduced to me some of his friends that happened to be there. And what was a CPA? He was a young guy, really, really uh, smart guy. And he was interested in what we do at Copper Beach. And I was kind of reviewed with him what, what we do, how we operate. He's asking me questions. And I said, well, it sounds like you're on a good, successful path. He said, well, yeah, I am. I, I really enjoy doing CPA work. But I, I, do, I do more on Facebook. He was a bodybuilder. He had, he had 2 million people following him. He was making more money on Facebook than he was being a CPA, but he liked both sides of it. So it's interesting how, to Michael's point, technology has, has given opportunity as well to to have these younger people build businesses and not necessarily brick and mortar kind of a concept. Yeah, well, that, but you know, we still need those types of businesses oh, out there, and that's right, right. and that yeah, that get almost dovetails back into a lot of conversations we've had on this podcast about recruiting and retaining key people. And I, I mean, if you look at, I think the the economy for lack of a better term generally that i feel like businesses now not only have to compete amongst themselves or their competitors but now they have this whole other i think the term is used gig economy which i i don't personally like that term because i think that there are people that are able to make it not just a gig but it's an actual career but you're now competing with the ability of this you know that's a good story to have this bodybuilder that you know maybe he could start his own cpa firm because we certainly need a lot of CPAs out there. I know oh, there's a shortage, with, yep. but the ones that we work with, um, it's difficult to, for them to recruit talented individuals. And so now you're not only competing amongst you know other industries, but now this whole other way in which you can form businesses. Which I, you know I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad. I think it's a good thing ultimately, but it's definitely going to create a lot of struggles yeah. for for a lot of business owners. Yeah, I have read articles recently that there is seems to be a shift. With uh, what's this generation now? What's it's the, well, gen- I think Generation Z, Z. is still the Z is yeah, Z, Generation Z. They're, Z's they, coming up. Yes. Yeah, they they are looking 
not to work a nine to five job. They are looking to build something, whether it's on the internet or whatever. But I see a trend in that direction. Where that goes, it's unclear to me. But but I think that that whole next gen group, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they develop. But uh, it, it's a it, listen. It's about how you raise your kids. Bottom line, are, are you raising your kids, communicating to them that success is important in their lives? Uh, is, is that a conversation we're all having? We should be having that. I think I had I had that with my kids all the time, and not push them. You know, it's, let you know, let them find their own way. But find, help them help them find their own way. Counsel them, coach them, develop you know develop a, a, a kind of like a a friendship with that uh, idea. And, and do it together. You know, maybe there's something that you could develop from that. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's it's one of those projects that we kind of look at as a multifamily officer or family CFO because we do get involved in these families very closely, and we help them try to develop those value shifts, set up the trusts, develop our ongoing success of the family. And this is just becoming a, a part that we thought was an interesting conversation for today. To talk about that is just it's just one of those things we kind of bounce around and say is this something we should bring up? We 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 agree that it should it should be brought up. Yeah, I think that and and listen, I mean, starting a business and running a business is challenging, and and it's might not be for everybody. I, I don't want to imply that everybody out there needs to go and start their own company. I, I do think there's value in that, but even having a and if you're not going to be starting your own company, but having an entrepreneurial mindset as a key employee, I think, again, just from our personal perspective, I think extremely valuable and wanted. If you look at a, if you're an employee out there, you know, think about the business as a whole, even if that's not really your role, go beyond, you know, maybe your day-to-day role and think a little bit and be proactive about that. So have that kind of entrepreneurial mindset, because I think your business owners really value that. I mean, I think they want to see that their employee base is engaged, they're excited, and that that goes a long way. So even if you don't want to necessarily start your own company or run your own company, you know, think about a little bit of that entrepreneurial mindset. I think that goes a long way too. Yeah, and here here at Copper Beach, we we always talk to our our team here. You know, th- you think about what they do here at Copper Beach as a as their little business and operated accordingly as and coordinated with the other businesses inside the office. So we, we do, we do teach our folks here that be creative, think out of the box, you know, bring better ideas to the table. Think how we can serve as our clients better. Think how we use different technologies to create different, different flows of things. And, and they all seem to be right on board with it because they always come back to us and, and come up with different technologies they're looking at, or, you know, better ways to, to communicate, you know, communicate to our families with with presentations, so it's really it's neat to it's neat to see that develop. Now, again, to Michael's point, whether they all you know leave here one day, create their own jobs is another story. But but I think they they found a home here because we give them that freedom to grow as entrepreneurs inside what they do here for Copper Beach. Yeah, and I think if you pair, you know, you can start this this sort of mindset or culture early by by doing a lot of the family meetings that we help uh, our families with too, and that's you know that's a way in which you can ease your children into maybe thinking a little bit differently because a lot of times it's a leadership transition as well, right? We talk about, you know, again, families that have created a lot of financial success, a lot of complexity within their asset base and, you know, legal structures, whether they're trusts and businesses and buy-sell agreements and all these, you know, nuances there that if, again, something happens to the business owner tomorrow, 
somebody in the next generation has to step up and manage all that along with you know the advisor team. And, and again, that's what Copper Beach helps our families uh, deal with. But again, you're, you're creating this through these family meetings, you're creating this knowledge base and this literacy and value system that who knows, maybe that turns into giving your your next generation the confidence to start their own company because we've been doing these family meetings and they understand just the world a little bit differently uh, than they did without it. So, you know, again, I I don't know if this is, uh, I think it's probably a topic we could expand upon even in future podcasts, but, you know, we wanted to just kind of chat about it today because I think it it has some some value for maybe our listeners. Gwendy, I, I had a client years ago, it, it just triggered a thought where his trust document had certain language in it where he created what we refer to at Copper Beach here as it created a state bank. So these trusts could act as banks for the family. So instead of going down to the local bank and borrow money, you borrow from the family bank, and but you have to pay it back. But he did something interesting because he he knew, he knew his kids were entrepreneurial, but the requirement of the trust was that if they had a business idea it was using money out of the trust as a loan, they had to build a business plan. That it did to sell the concept to the trustee managing the trust, or the money wasn't going to be released. So, so he was teaching his kids right out of the trust. Hey, you want to run a business? You got to do the right things. You got to create a business plan. You have to do all, all the historical background uh, strategies on how these businesses are run and, and build it properly. So it was kind of interesting. I, it just it just triggered in my head. Yeah, that was a one of, the, one of the ideas we have with these estate banks with these families. It's it's still a great concept. We we kind of talk about it all the time. His kids probably did not like that, but then it ended up probably being beneficial. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And not, and that's, you know, there's a lot of ways to design that type of that estate bank. I, I've, a lot of families will gravitate towards that because again, they, they want to instill a, a culture of you know, hard work and almost recreating what a normal business owner would have to do, just going to a bank outside of the family. And they'd have to submit that plan. It's not just going to be a blank check or an ATM machine that they could tap into to be able to start their business. There needs to be some thought around it. So yeah, I think that that, to your point, Wendy, maybe at the beginning isn't always well received. Although I will say if if you do the family meetings and you sort of lay yeah, that groundwork ahead of time, um, it, it's usually not a surprise to the next generation if they wanted to go down that route. But sure, I mean, it's, it's definitely a little bit harder, but I think again, reaps dividends and at the end of the day yeah i th- i think it, it to, to to brag a little bit about copper beach as, as it relates to how we do family meetings the fact we do them opens that gate because we do spend time with all the kids and grandkids and, and you share that communication and out of the blue you get the next leader of the family they step up and say listen i'm interested in taking over the business or starting my own business and you could you guys help me is this part of our relationship with our families? So we we see a lot of that. But if you didn't have that communication, you you might not get that. So I, I think we do a, a really really good job having that communication flow where we discover where this family discovers who the players are going forward. So the so mom and dad have a different view, as particularly when they put these trusts together. So you know my kids are really good solid citizens, and my my kids are really going to turn out to be really special kids. So I'm going to do something different in my trust to accommodate that. So all this comes together in a, in a planning circle 
I don't know if it's a circle, but a, a planning philosophy that gets the kids involved, gets the generations involved with communication. Because we know, and Michael will tell you, study after study after study says that's what destroys family, the breakdown of that communication and that value that's not shifted in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're having these family meetings, at what point do you bring in the next generation? Like, what's the age? Oh, that's a that's a good. It really depends on the family. You can have a family meeting with with young kids. You know, toddler maybe a little older than toddler, but you know, kindergarten plus age. It's just the topics that you're talking about are obviously more geared towards their age group. But uh, it really, you know, we have some speakers uh, and guests on this podcast that have advocated, you know, starting these family meetings right from even before you have kids. I know Jeff Savlov, sure. who's who's been a frequent guest. We need to kind of maybe see if we can have him back on, sure. give us some updates on things. But uh, he is a big advocate for talking with parents-to-be about you know their philosophy on money, because obviously you're coming, you know, both spouses might be coming from different upbringings, different cultures, different value systems. And how do they you know, come together to create a unified plan for their kids when they have them, and how do how do you talk about money with them? So it, it, the family meetings can really start even before you have kids. But it, it, you know, I think for some of the topics about starting businesses, I think I would say probably around. Uh, so what do you think? The seventeen eighteen seems to be a, a common kind of age, maybe a little bit older. Yeah, teenage, yeah, you know, I think college it, it, exactly right. Just before they go to college, because there's more interest. Uh, at that point, but we we have meetings with kids. I remember we had a family on the West Coast that I was the, I was working with the parents on one side of the house, and Michael was teaching the kids. How, how old were, was Leslie's kids? They were ten. Uh, no, they were a little older. I think thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. So they were. They had. You know, Michael had their ear for a couple hours, so, but it was a different topic. It was you know how how stocks work, how yeah, bonds credit, work, credit card credit debt, card you debt. Know. You know things that their you know they their parents might have talked about, but we. You know, what Michael just took time to educate him on what 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 actually is is the risk about credit cards and mm. how they operate, interest rates charged, that that type of thing. So it, it works really 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 well. And then we had a family. In, uh, we do a Las Vegas trip every every year or two, where the whole family comes to Las Vegas. That they're from Oklahoma, and we had seventeen people last time. Yeah, seventeen right. people. And G three was there. G one, G two, and G three were there. And that that whole conversation was around the legacy of this business. That who's going to take it over? Because the gentleman who's running it is in his mid sixties, and he said, "Okay, I can only do this for so much longer. Who's next?" So we we spent a good time talking to the kids about their interest. That there was a lot of interest on G three to do that. So again, inside these families, that communication, you know, getting back to that becomes a real critical part from our perspective how how successful families operate. Yeah, great. Any more thoughts, Michael? I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts, but I don't know about <laughs> this topic. Um, I, yeah, I think I mean, I hope this was helpful for everybody to listen again. We you know, we it was something I th- I thought about just driving into the office today. And I, I, I think that there's probably more research we can do on this topic, maybe future podcasts, we can expand upon it. But, you know, I, I definitely from our work with families see a trend in terms of, you know, the families that kind of instill this entrepreneurial mindset in future generations. I think it really, again, reaps dividends in the family in a lot of different ways that maybe one wouldn't see or expect right off, you know, off the top of their head. So, you know, maybe it's just food for thought for those that are listening. You know, maybe it's it's something you could talk with your kids about. 
and your siblings about and and you know maybe it'll stick thank you so much we appreciate all of the information and the stories and thank you for being here thank, thank you, you. We appreciate it all right and thank you for listening today please like follow and share this podcast with your friends until next time i'm wendy mcconnell thank you for listening to the truth about wealth podcast click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available the information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This material is for informational purposes only. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Copper Beach is not affiliated with American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc., a member of FINRA SIPC, Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors, Inc., an SCC Registered Investment Advisor. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Any opinion expressed in this forum is not the opinions of American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolio Advisors, Inc. and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy. American Portfolios and Copper Beach Financial Group are not affiliated with any other named business entities mentioned.